You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. What's up, everybody? It's Chris Baker from Inc. 180, Oswego, Illinois, joined, as always, by my friend Kyle Craney. Hey, everyone. Hey, Chris. How's it going? What's up? Living Color. We went deep on that one. Were you even alive when Living Color came out? I was. I was, thank you. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I, so good. I love So underrated. They just played at Riot Fest. They did. I, I saw some videos on YouTube. Yep. Man, I just, they're awesome live. So They good. really are. Yeah. I've never had the pleasure, but that was that was really cool to see. Yeah, so good. Went away too quick. I don't know what happened there, but it's good to see him back performing again. But it's been a week. It's been a week. You know, I just counted. I was just counting episodes. This is like episode thirty-nine. Yeah, we almost have more episodes than Doctor Who. <laughs> Not really, but no, no. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I think Doctor Who has like. 15 iterations. Yeah, I don't know. I call it Doctor Who Cares. I, I, I never, <laughs> I've ever never watched, watched it. it. But I have friends that are way too into oh, it. Oh, really? And I've done way too many tattoos about it, and I have absolutely no oh. idea what it's about. But I've always wanted to check it out, but yeah. I don't know if we should. Nah. But I haven't really heard a whole lot of people. I just know it's really big and really cool. It has a big fandom, and that's fine. One day, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, maybe I won't. <laughs> I know. I know. David Tennant was on it for a season, and I love David Tennant. So yeah. that dude is awesome. But yeah, cult of personality. Whew. God, any yeah, man. That, that's good. Any time of the day. So good, all the time. Love that. So yeah, you had quite a week, and I had no idea about it. Yeah, Kyle. So, <laughs> but that's because I purposely stay off of Kyle. Kind of stays off social media, which is really smart. Actually, I wish I could do it. If I didn't, if I didn't need it for the ministry and for the work, I wouldn't have it. Just because it's such such a toxic dumping ground. But oh. uh, same for the same reason, I stay off watching the news. Which actually is funny because when you're when you're trying to put an outline together for what you want to talk about on a podcast and you haven't watched the news in like seven weeks. It's a little difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's all right. Just want to come right. on. This still gives everyone an open window into what's going on. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Do we really want to do that? Pull back the curtains, baby. Yeah, a little, little bit. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, this week was interesting. So, Lisa is in, um, Lisa's out in California helping her mom and her sister. Her mom's got dementia. We've talked about that before. And she's just kind of digressing rapidly so she um she had some appointments with neuro neuro doctors and stuff so lisa went out there to participate in those uh, to kind of get an idea of where we're at so we can make sure that her mom is getting the best care that she can and everything so i was trying to go to sleep last saturday night and my leg was really sore my uh my bad leg uh it's my left leg and um you know, if you're kind of new to us and you don't know what we're talking about, I've been dealing with this flesh-eating bacteria in my left leg for the last three years. And um, I've had, you know, seven surgeries for it and been in the hospital 
now nine times for it. Jeez. So I couldn't go to sleep. Then it progressively got worse and worse and worse. It just, you know, I thought it was just muscle ache from, you know, the working out and stuff. And I had just done leg day the day before. So, um, but it was just the one leg. So about midnight, I got up, went into the, to the bathroom and the infection always hits the same spot. It's the, the upper part of my, my, uh, left hamstring area, right? Mm-hmm. So back of my left thigh and I have a mirror and checked it out and it was like bright red, <laughs> bright red, like glowing. And, um, it was raised up, indurated uh, for those of you who are medically inclined. It was very indurated, very angry, hot, you know, fevering. And, uh, then I started to freak out a little bit. My, I have an infectious disease doctor that I've been working with, Dr. Casey. And one of the things she did that I'm very thankful for is, um, last time this happened in January, she gave me an emergency dose of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. She's like, if you see this flare up, you take, take one of these right away and head to the ER. So I did, um, took one and I was exhausted. There was no way I could drive to the ER that night. Um, so I, I tried to go to sleep. I barely slept. I might, might've gotten an hour. And, um, I woke up, got my, you know, got myself up out of bed. I don't know. It was probably about five in the morning, took a shower and, uh, it's like, well, I'm going to go to church first. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, so I go to church at the Hope Collective, formerly Alpine Chapel, uh, and it's about an hour and 20 minutes away. So I, I got up, jumped in the Jeep, drove up to church, got prayed for by friends and was there for the worship set. And then I left right after worship. I didn't stay for any more. I could, and I was in a lot of pain. I knew I needed to get to the hospital. So mm-hmm. get back in the Jeep, drive back down to Naperville, get to Edward Naperville. I called Lisa, you know, she's two hours ahead of me or behind. earlier, yeah. right behind um, so it was super damn early. So I called and woke her up because I didn't want her because we have life 360 on our phones so we can okay. kind of see where we're at. Mm-hmm. And when we get to a place that says, you know, Chris has arrived at Edward Naperville hospital and I didn't want her to see that and freak out. So I right. called her and freaked her out. And, you know, of course, first thing she says is, okay, I'm going to start. I'll, I'll look for a flight. I'm like, no, relax. Let's take this one step at a time. And I re- I really wanted her to be in California this week for her mom's appointments. Mm -hmm. So, um, I go into the ER and they damn well know me by name by now. (laughs) And you know, the good, the only good thing is I've had this so many times. I know exactly how to tell the nurses and the doctors exactly what's going on in a language they can understand quickly. Good. Mm -hmm. So I do that. They take a look at it and like, yep, it's infected. Like, we all agree. And so they, they started me on IV antibiotics right away, which is always fun. Um, listening to people complain about all my tattoos, blocking their view of my veins to stick me with an IV when, when they're always trained to feel for a vein, not right. look for one. So, um, so that they got the IV in and, um, they do all the tests. They do a CT. There's no abscess, which is good. Uh, it was mostly just kind of under the surface. It hadn't gotten too far yet. Uh, and probably because I had that immediate right. dose of antibiotics n- during the night. But um, they 
at first they were talking about keeping me and admitting me to give me uh, IV antibiotics. They, they knew after all the testing and stuff, I would not need surgery. And the doctor looked at me and he goes, do you want to stay? I'm like, hell no, I don't want to stay. <laughs> right. No, thank and, you. And I said, well, what's the best? I said, I want to do whatever's going to be the best thing for this to heal this stupid thing up again for the ninth time. And he said, well, he said, honestly, he said, there's really no difference between oral antibiotics and IV. I mean, IV gets in there fast, That's but right. you've got IV antibiotics in you right now. So it's, it's already started. I'm like, all right, well, let's do that. If you think, if you're confident that it's going to be fine. So he does that. I get home before the bears game is over. And, um, then I start overthinking it. I'm like, shoot, maybe I should have stayed. Mm. I don't know. Like this guy was like new to my case. Oh. He wasn't a doctor I'd seen before. Then, yeah, I could see. I was like, maybe I should have. And at least for a day so that infectious disease could come take a look at it. And my surgeon could come take a look at it make sure it's okay. But I didn't, um, I was, I'll tell you, I was really defeated because I honestly, believed I really thought um, that because of all the health changes I've made since January when this happened last and you know losing all the weight and everything I really thought that this was behind me and so it was like a defeating feeling I was I was pissed off mad I was upset but I didn't want to let my wife know that because I didn't want her to worry about me and I you know I didn't want my kids to worry about me and all this stuff so it's kind of dealt with it internally. Um, but look how far you've come, though. I mean, yeah. look how often it would flare up before you oh, lost man. all this weight, right? So I think the yeah. that's vastly improved. Yeah, it did. And the other, I'll tell you, the other thing that has also drastically improved, improved is how quickly it healed because it's gone. <laughs> exactly. it, like, that too, that's a huge sign. Four days on right. antibiotics, it's gone. Now I'm, They gave me antibiotics for 10 days. Of course, I'm taking them all because that's mm-hmm. what they tell you to do. Yes. But um, it, I've never had this happen and clear up in less than two weeks, and it was four days. That's awesome. So, and this thing, when it flared up, it was as red as these walls. So, Ooh, yeah, it was. I know what you mean. Yeah, it looked like I got, you know, hit with a car or something. But um, so you know, I decided, I made a decision. You know, one of the things that I am horrible at is resting when I need to rest. So I made the decision on um, Sunday night to close the shop for the week mm-hmm. just to give it time to heal up, give myself some time to re- to rest and just recover from it. And that was probably harder than even going to the hospital because I had an infection again. Like I don't sit around well. No, you don't. And, uh, but I, you know, I did it and, you know, I think it helped, but what we're doing now, I'm just I'm so over this thing. And like, I'm, I'm meeting with some doctor, different doctors this week because I want to get some testing done to see what is actually triggering this thing. Because we all have bacteria in our body. Sometimes people have to deal with it. Sometimes people never have to deal with it, mm-hmm. but there's gotta be something that I'm either eating, wearing like something that's triggering this thing to flare up. Right. Because it always is in the same spot. It's never been anywhere else in my body. That's so crazy. 
So I, I have no clue um, what it could be. I've radically changed my diet. I hardly eat uh, you know, or drink dairy stuff anymore. I've cut my processed sugars like way, way down. Yeah. You know, you'll never get rid of all of it, but no, you know, I, I just have cut it all the way back. So those would have been the, the first things I thought of that would trigger it. So I don't know if it's a gluten thing or what it is, but damn it. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Cause we're really tired it comes of everyone's going to be reaching out to you, selling you some sort of oh, supplements dude, or <laughs> they already have. I mean, I get messages and I appreciate that people care enough to even message me about it. So I'm not saying anything like that, but you know, I don't, I'm at the point where I think I'm just going to listen to the science on this one. So, you know, everybody's got their ideas and this doctor and this doctor and this doctor. Um, I've got a doctor that I'm going to see this week that works with a Mayo clinic. He's okay. based in Chicago at Northwestern. So just going to have him do some testing and see what he sees, get his opinion on it and mm-hmm. take things from there. But sick of this stupid thing but again it went away really quick so um i'm guessing it just had less to eat so it's a good thing that is crazy i'm glad it's you're all right and it healed so fast so that's amazing that is that is such a game changer in terms of where you were before hands down oh yeah undeniably yeah well i just had the energy to to fight it off i think this time before i was so lethargic and overweight and unhealthy that it was just just getting up off the couch was a job and a half (laughs) you know yeah but literally two days after so what was it so i was in the hospital sunday got home sunday night monday i chilled tuesday morning i went to the gym (laughs) (laughs) i just like i'm doing my treadmill getting right back to it but it was it's good if you think about i mean you're bringing your circulation up so it's bringing oxygen in there to fight it off so Yes, sir. It was a good thing. And, uh, but just letting people know I'm fine. I'm not dying or anything again. Um, gonna be back to work on Tuesday. It's funny. Cause a lot of people sent me stuff this week. And they're like, are you closing the shop? Like for good? I'm like, no, it says till the 19th. Like I'm coming back. Right. Can't get rid of, get rid of me that damn easy. But, uh, so it's going to be a busy week. I just need to remember to like, not go full out crazy this week so we'll see how i do yeah we'll see because every time i talk to you like oh i'm still it's like eight nine o'clock oh i'm still tattooing or yeah oh i'm starting at nine this morning and it's like yeah. shop hours say 12 yeah i know but oh, some things oh, we're doing it i remember some things we have to do early before 19 hours. January or February, we sat here and on this very podcast, one of these episodes, don't make me go back and play it. <laughs> he said, you know, one of the big things the doctors tell me I got to, you know, start taking it easier and not overworking myself and overdoing it. I've got, for the most part, I've gotten better at it. There's just some days we need to be in here early for sex trafficking stuff. But right. I can't do that when people are here. Right. And that's, well, but hey, you, you mentioned how many episodes we've gotten through so far. Admit in the midst of pandemics and what we've had going on health wise or life wise. And, mm. but now we're getting to a point where we can start fact checking ourselves. So. Damn it. <laughs> we're we're going to start looking like hypocrites real soon. Fake news. I never said it. Oh Lord. Um, so anyway, 
back to work. So back to work Tuesday, I'll be here. Um, I wanted to talk about something. So I want to kind of combine a couple things. So, um, two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago was the 10 year anniversary of the ministry side of Inc. 180, which, yeah, it's awesome. Right. So I'm always trying to up the, up the game, right? What are we going to do next? What's the next Mm. big thing we want to do? And really been praying about it a lot. And I just keep hearing like, do more with the jails, do more with the jails, prisons, jails, like they're forgotten. Don't let these people be forgotten. So I decided based off of that, I wanted to start doing more removals inside jails and facilities. Right. So I got a phone call a couple weeks ago from Statesville prison in Joliet. Um, the joylet joylet. Yeah. Um, I'm kidding. No, Dave Gomez is the, um, he's the warden there. Dave Gomez was the warden before at Statesville. And I used to go into Statesville a lot spoken in there. He's a great guy. He really, um, cares. State, um, Sheridan is the biggest drug rehabilitation prison in the state. Oh, really? And I think in the area, in the region. Um, and he did a great job with people really cared about his inmates, man. It wasn't, uh, wasn't one of those typical warden situations where he looks down on these right. people. He really cared about right. the folks. And, you know, my, my friend, uh, Tim Ryan spent his prison time there and it made a huge impact and oh, yeah. steered him towards doing what he does now. But, um, got a phone call. He's at Statesville now and wants me to come in and speak in Statesville on the 29th, which I have rapidly accepted and uh, looking forward to doing that. You know, we go in, I go in now, um, to the jails on different mornings of the week and do tattoo removals for people because we really are trying to help them make that change before they get out. So as soon as they get out, they can get right to work. They don't have to come and get tattoo removals before they can go get a job. Right. So I was like, looking at devices, prisons are real twitchy about the needles coming into prisons because they don't want them to be, you know, to grow legs and walk away with inmates and then be used to do tattoos on themselves and other inmates, which I understand. Right. And unfortunately we use, we use needles to do tattoo removals. So I started looking at different ways to do tattoo removals inside the jails and prisons without using needles and I was able to find I'm not I've said it before I'm not a big fan of lasers but I found a laser unit that's about the size of a briefcase it's portable and I could take it in and out rather easily okay that device is they're not cheap but they're not stupid expensive it's about seven thousand dollars a piece (laughs) okay but the thing is, if you break it down, if you look at it, if I buy that device for 7000 I can do a ton of removals with it. Right. Well, for every bottle of Tattoo Vanish I buy, it's, you know, 10 people. Okay. And, and they're not cheap either. Right. So having to buy those all, like, constantly. Okay. So it's a trade-off, right? 
Um, the other thing with the laser stuff in the prisons and the jails, it would make it easier for them to keep, they wouldn't have to keep these things dry like they do with tattoo vanish. Uh, so there's right. all kinds of caveats, right? So what do I do? I go to social media and I make a video and I think I'm going to make another video. Now, mind you, I will say this. I, I put this ask out there at the end of my video. I think when I was in the hospital, because I, it, that's when I kind of put it all together when I was laying in there getting my IV. So I don't know if people maybe tuned out before I got to it. I'm hoping that's the case. And they just didn't watch the whole thing. So I think I'm going to do another video this week that's solely dedicated to this topic. Um, but I asked people if they would donate, celebrate the 10-year anniversary of their ministry, send in 10 bucks. let's buy this device, let's go help people in prisons. Dude, I got exactly three donations. Oh, man. Now, I have a theory on this, and I really hope that my theory is wrong, but I don't think it is. Um, because when I go into churches specifically to speak about Inc. 180, I always talk about the four main groups of people that we help. Sex trafficking survivors, domestic violence survivors, self-harm survivors, and former gang members. And I have had so many times where people have said to me, you know, Chris, I love what you do for sex trafficking survivors, domestic violence survivors, self-harm survivors, but I just, I don't understand how you can help those people. Oh, man. And I'm like, uh, and we've talked about this before, yeah. and it's, it's a horrible thing to say um, for anybody to say it, especially for Christians to say it makes me sick because, like, what do you mean those people? You know, first of all, I, I see that almost as a racial thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What do you mean those people, right? But then you're saying those people, like those people in jail or those people that are gang members or, you know, whatever, like. Essentially, they're just saying those people that are lesser. Like they're below me. Right. Right. They're not below me because it's like these people who are saying this, like, do you not remember that Paul was like an infamous murderer of thousands of Christians before he was a disciple of Jesus? Like, dude spent most of his life in prison. Mm -hmm. I wrote some of the most important, in my opinion, pieces of the Bible. Right. And he was a prisoner. Uh, so why are you placing yourself above those people? Nuts. Um, makes me sick. So I really, really hope that's not the case. We're going to see this week because I'm probably after we finish recording this podcast, I'm going to record a video asking people to do this and see what we get, see what what comes of it. Um, and I'm really hoping that folks that follow our work see the importance, see the importance of what we do going into these jails and prisons and helping people remove gang tattoos so they can start fresh as being as important as sex trafficking, domestic violence and self harm. Um, you know, don't judge people because they sin different than you do. Right. It's as simple as that. Right. I think sometimes we forget that we are far from perfect and uh, sometimes we need to be reminded. So, you know what? We should probably put that uh, clip from that video or audio of that video in this episode too. So we're going to put it right here. It's a blast from the past. I thank you so much for the prayers. Keep the prayers going for us. Um, prayerfully concealed 
consider donating so we can get this laser so we can get into the, uh, more of the facilities to remove more tattoos for people that are leaving you know incarceration so they can go out and do their thing um, life change is a beautiful thing if people want it they can have it uh, we serve a god of second chances and third chances and fourth chances i know i've had many of those myself and um, the folks that are incarcerated are are not too far away from god nobody is we know that um, so if you want to bless us with that ink180.com man we would sure appreciate it. if you want to share this message tell people a little bit about what we do you know they're probably gonna if you just share it they're gonna see this big ugly bald guy covered in tattoos talking about jesus and they might roll their eyes <laughs> All right, cool. That's some great stuff. Right. <laughs> so make it pretty easy for people. Spell right. it out, you know? But um I don't know, I just get so tired of the the division and you know, in one breath people are telling me how much they want to work with sex trafficking survivors because they just want to quote love on people. <laughs> but they don't want to do that to somebody that was in a gang or somebody that was in jail or somebody that was in prison. It's ridiculous i think people forget that we're all one bad day away from prison right you know yeah i know i've spoken to people in prison that are doing like 15 20 years for something they never had planned to do i met a, a guy um not too long ago that hit he was driving he'd been drinking he was over the legal limit um not by a lot but he was over the legal limit he hit somebody and killed him mm-hmm. and he's in prison for a long time Right. And uh, it's just, it's. And not everyone in prison has killed somebody. No. Man, there's more often than not, they're in for something way less serious, nonviolent offense. Right. You know? And people forget Violating that. Violating parole or probation, whatever, you know, repeated offenses on that, on that front. Yeah. So there's a lot of. Oh, man, I have friends in California that are on third strike. They're in for three strikes, so mm-hmm. they're in for life for non, all nonviolent offenses. Offenses that they shouldn't have committed, nonetheless, but mm-hmm. nonviolent offenses. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I, just, I don't know. I get so tired of, you know, we, we go to church and we talk about how we're not supposed to judge people, but then we judge people all the so time. So harshly. You know, so it's like, harshly it's like you up don't in her know. ivory towers looking down on everybody yeah yeah you don't know the story you don't know the whole all the facts in the case but you're quick to judge them and come to your conclusions so but yeah 10 years of ministry man we've been able to help you know almost gosh coming up on 8,000 people I don't know how many hundreds of bibles we've given away how many people have gotten baptized like that's the real mark for me is you know, yeah, I I love that, you know, we've removed all these tattoos or covered all these tattoos and stuff and um, that we've helped those folks, you know, start fresh and helped connect them with other organizations to meet more needs and get a job and get educational stuff and medical stuff and housing and mental health care. Like that's that's really cool. The thing that I see is like the biggest marker of it is people getting baptized and really changing their lives and going in a completely different direction. So we love that. Um, you know, yeah, you can't say it's not possible cause you've seen it countless yeah. times. Oh, I see it all the time, you know, and 
I've, I've seen people change their lives. You know, we call it ink 180 for a reason, but it's so much more than a 180. It's complete, like holistic change of their lives, you know, just the way they look at life in general. So it's really cool to be able to sit and watch that from our seat and, and watch God do it right in front of us and change people up. And uh, we look forward to the next 10 years and beyond. So, you know, as long as we can keep doing it, we're going to, you know, the pandemic made it hard. Pandemic almost killed it, but it didn't kill it. So we'll keep it going as long as we can. Um, got some cool stuff coming up. Um, you know, the, the facility here, things kind of start to slow down about this time of year. <clears throat> Usually they're not. Uh, which is great. I'm not believing. I am not complaining. Um, ever it seems like ever since we were able to open back up from the pandemic, it's been busy. Um, but with that said, we are going to be making a couple offsite trips um, to do some removals and cover ups. I'm hoping for some speaking engagements to come out of those two. Um, we were supposed to go to Wichita, Kansas, earlier in the month, and weren't able to. Just financially, we couldn't swing it, but. Um, we're going to make that happen here in the next couple of weeks. Lisa and I are going to go down there, work with our friend, uh, our friend Jen at ICTSOS. They just uh, moved into a brand new facility and have some folks that need some work done. So we're going to go down there and do that and, and possibly a speaking engagement with Jen and our, our federal law enforcement, local law enforcement friends that we've made down there. It's been too long since we've been in Wichita, so we're looking forward to that. Um, also Las Vegas, we're coming back. We've got some more removals. We're going to do some stuff with central church again, Judd Wilhite. So excited to get back out to Vegas and, and cover up some self-harm scars, got some removals to do. Um, I love that church because to me, that's the definition of what a church should be there. Uh, you know, they're one of their main slogans is it's okay to not be okay. And they, uh, they their old slogan i think i've said it before on here i i loved it probably too much but <laughs> they had like um they had ministries that would go out into the strip clubs and stuff and oh, yeah. work with the the women and they said we bring women from the pole to the pulpit and i'm like that is the coolest <laughs> shit ever i think that's the coolest thing yeah. ever man i'm uh, hoping to meet up with our friend annie lobear and hookers for jesus out there in vegas too uh, so we'll see what happens but it's it's wild like for the first time in a in quite a while i don't have any speaking engagements booked for right now so if you your church your organization uh, would like to have me out to speak i would love to talk to you about that um you can shoot me an email my email is chris it's traditional spelling c-h-r-i-s at inc180.com or you can always give me a call here at the facility, 630-554-1404. Um, love to get out, love to share the story, what we do, share the, the stories of our clients, the changes that we've seen in people. It's pretty remarkable um, to be able to do that, and we, we really love that. We've got a couple things coming up, um, working with some uh, film students from Indiana on a short documentary that they're doing for Inc. 180. We got that coming up. The website is being fully revamped, like from the ground up, since I don't believe it has been since we started 10 years ago. But uh, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you real soon. God bless.